0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Michael Beale says he wants to keep Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos at Rangers It's happy 150th birthday to international football On the anniversary of the first ever Scotland v England clash And speaking of international football Australia with all their Scots born and SPFL players Are through to the last 16 of the World Cup I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight is Marvin Bartley and Hugh Keevans Today I feel like Crocodile Dundee Today I feel like Skippy the kangaroo Today I am Aussie But with four players in the team who beat Denmark Either born in Scotland or play in Scotland And another four on the bench Marvin it's a Scottish triumph We're clutching at straws <laughs> I think there's something uh, Weirdly poetic About the fact That it's the 150th anniversary Of international football We played the first game And we're celebrating it By watching everybody else In the World <laughs> Cup Well as Hugh said You know You need to get something out of it And it was a fantastic game I actually watched that With all the things That Hugh's just said That he is I am Gordon today Very tired After an 18 hour trip Up and back To London so of course Or did you walk? <laughs> well, you might as well have the on that bus, bus is yeah. not that quick um, You got to see life after Michael Beale close up of course Your Livingston team expected to go and face him and QPR in a friendly yesterday And in case you hadn't heard he's got a new job Exactly um, You know he had left and obviously gone to Rangers So yeah we went down there, played a friendly Saw Lyndon Dykes which was fantastic And you know a few of the other QPR players Spoke to some of their staff all who spoke extremely highly of Michael Bill and said, not one of them said that they were surprised that he's got a job of this size. I must admit, Hugh, I wonder how many people listening when I said it's happy 150th birthday to, yep. they thought I was going to say to you. Yeah. But not quite. We're not quite there yet. We're talking about international. It, it was in, in my birthplace of Partick, True. the first game, but uh, I wasn't there. You missed it. You missed out on it. Anyway, 01419511025. Come on then. I think we're round about the midpoint. Of this World Cup break We're doing alright We've made it this far together Let's see if we can carry on For the next couple of weeks Get in touch And let us know what you're thinking tonight 01419511025 More to come from An interview Michael Beale's given Which sets you Rangers fans up very nicely It's a pretty simple question He says he wants to keep Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos Do you agree? Let us know right now 01419511025 Pick up that phone please uh, and let us know Maybe we will have time for a bit of a history lesson On this 150th uh, anniversary of international football's birth There was uh, events across Glasgow uh, today And over the last couple of days uh, We'll hear from Scottish FA Chief Executive Ian Maxwell Who spoke about VAR as well Incidentally, I don't think that was in play On that first ever game no. between Scotland and England um, And of course the World Cup We're trying our best to sort of keep across the World Cup And dip in and out when we can Surely tonight of all nights We need to be giving it a bit of a focus Because if there's one team That's got Some sort of link to us It's got to be that Australian team Half of them are either born here or play here uh, And they are through a fantastic achievement Really, really fantastic achievement to, for them So uh, we'll keep an eye on that We've got 7 o'clock games as well And come on down and let us know what's on your mind 0141 951 1025 I think Hugh the way this week's played out has been interesting because everyone said it was a good time for Rangers to 
appoint a manager if you like you've got this World Cup break it's also meant that in the lack of any other football games or many other big stories it's just left time for people to obsess over every detail yeah. of, of the appointment and the job and what comes next and that's going to continue until two weeks tomorrow when Rangers play again I think today's pronouncements from uh, Michael Beale are as plain as a nose in your face of course you want to keep Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos but you've got some job whipping Morelos back into shape and that will be a very interesting test of Michael Beale. I heard a caller last night say that he thought that Ryan Kent wanted a way anyway, but not until he speaks to Michael Beale. He's not going anywhere. Um, Marvin, how has the break been? How, how productive was your friendly yesterday? Um, yeah, it was good, you know, for the players to get some minutes into their legs. Um, if I'm honest, watching the World Cup, I've hugely missed domestic football. Um, so, you know, I was glad, you know, for the boys to get a friendly and, you know, most played 45 minutes. Joel Newblay played a little bit longer, but it was good to see, you know, them playing against some of the boys from down there as well. Because I was saying to you kind of off air, the physicality down there and the pace and power of some mm. of those players. Technically, some of them were absolutely frightening. I think they had a boy who was 18 at the moment on loan and he's gone for £3 million worth of transfer fees already. <laughs> so it shows what you're up against. But no, it was, it was really, really good. And, you know, we're off to Turkey on Friday to play a couple of more games and can't wait for the league to start again. Uh, I, I did enjoy the Twitter humour over the last couple of weeks. I think we mentioned it before where people had this friendly as a like a, a WWE match between <laughs> David Martindale and Michael Beale and the winner gets the Rangers job. Uh, but the championship belt was handed out prior to that. You alluded to it in your intro to the show. Was there talk about Michael Beale? You know, what is that? What the QPR and the Livy staff were sort of—is that the, the the mutual conversation at the moment? Yeah, it was. You know, there was an awful lot of talk about him. Um, you know, and, and Lyndon Dykes, you know, chipped him with a bit as well. And as I said, you know, everyone spoke so highly of him. Um, Lyndon was talking about what he does on kind of the training ground, and you know how much he looks into the details and you know how much information he gave the players. But he also spoke about his man management because that was a bit I was interested in. You know, when you go to a a club the size of Rangers man management's going to be extremely important and Lyndon said you know for him he's the best manager that he's had in terms of that side of things so you know um, he didn't let Davey hear that say, did he say that to <laughs> no, David no. he told Davey Davey was the best manager he had and then when Davey went away he's like but Michael Bill best man management so and Davey knows now if he's listening because yeah. you've just stuck him in it so. <laughs> yeah but he, he wasn't surprised you know he wasn't surprised the coaching staff that are there now who stepped up from the B team because I think Michael's taken three of the staff members from there They've lost the, the rest of the first team staff there, but you know they weren't at all surprised and said they expect them to do really great things. Right, Rangers fans, should Michael Beale keep Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent? What do you think? Pick up the phone and tell us right now. Here's what he had to say when asked about those players in an interview with Sky that went out today. Certainly I'll get to have an opinion on that, but that's been ongoing. They're two players that I worked well with previously. I've obviously known Ryan and his family since he was 14, so there's a, a strong strong relationship there built over trust over 10 years and when I was here previously they were both excellent you know in, in different ways I trust both players and um, we've played this out as a club before with Connor Dalton and his contract situation and sometimes when a player wants to see and they want to take the time there's no problem it's fine you know you sign the contract we keep talking I think the options both ways with both players as well it's not just the, the it's not the cards ain't in Ryan and Alfredo's hands, if you like. We also want to create a stronger Rangers moving forward with or without those players, ideally with them. Uh, let's go to the phones then, 01419511025. Sounds like the new manager wants to keep both players. Adam is a Rangers fan. What would your take on it be, Adam? Hi there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been of the opinion for a while now that 
extent is just a waste of space. Uh, he's not a player of rate. I think he has a, a good game out of every 15 in a season. So we're talking maybe two or three decent games a season. There's no use. I'd get rid of him straight away. However, I'll Fredo on the other hand, you get him fit, you get him playing. This is a guy that's going to play pretty decent most games. Certainly a rather game we're looking at goals or assists. So let's shop Ken out. He's a wasted experiment. Let's keep Alfredo. Let's get him fit. Let's get him firing. See, I love to be surprised on this show, Adam. If I was to bet before the show in my own head, I would have thought Rangers fans would come on and sort of hold Kent in. Or I think that keeping Kent would be a better idea than, than keeping Morelos. But you've got it the other way around, yeah? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I don't think... I don't think if you get Alf Fredo playing, he's going to score goals. And yeah, he's got his issues. But listen, lots of players have. However... Kent for me has not had a drive about him for a while I mean if he can get pumped up for some of the games we've not seen him get pumped up for in the past few months I mean against Celtic he was a passenger in Europe he's pretty much been afraid to touch the ball I don't think we need players like that we need players that are going to take the bull by the horns and I don't think he's got it in him You can take Europe out of the equation nobody played well in Europe they were humiliated in Europe they finished bottom Worst ever competitors At that stage of the tournament I think people were looking for Ryan Kent to help Prevent that though Or help put up a bit of a fight sure. Because he was meant to be the You know one of the match winners But I wrote down what uh, Michael Beale said there And they said They don't hold all the cards Neither yeah. Kent nor Morelos uh, Kent I think the term waste of space Was allowable In the, the, the latter months uh, But He's under a different man now and Morelos was found guilty of a bad attitude by Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, who couldn't restore him to a good attitude before he left the job. But I think that Beale might be a different matter altogether. What do you think, Marvin, having listened to Michael Beale's take on those players there? Yeah, um, I'm in agreement with Michael Beale. I think anyone who goes into to Rangers Football Club as manager at this moment in time the first thing you think is if I can get these two players firing on all cylinders, then they're definitely assets to Rangers Football Club. You know, they're definitely going to be in your starting eleven. So for Michael to say that he wants to keep both of them, there's no doubt about that. Maybe not the, the players we've seen in maybe the last three, four, five months, but the players that, that he knows them and when they were flying and they were both fit and they're doing extremely well. Um, but as I said, you know, there's no manager, I don't think, that would have gone into that football club and said, right, get rid of those two. They're not looking at what they've done, you know, under a different regime. He's thinking what they've done when he was there and what he can get out of them personally now as a manager. Uh, Adam, so you're not even tempted by the prospect of... Michael Beale clearly thinks he can get Ryan Kent to return to the form that he saw when he was there under Steven Gerrard. Would that not do it for you? I, I mean, I think it's interesting. Let's assume he... And get him back to that form. I mean, are we are we are we hoping for that? Are we going to offer this guy a big deal on a lot of money just just in the hope that he might do that? I don't know. He's shown me that he's not up to it. If he can't get pumped up to play for Rangers against Hearts, against Aberdeen, against Hibs, and he hasn't, by the way, then shut him out. Done with him. I don't think the manager is in the mood to discard people. Uh, the the matter of how I mean, much they earn. That would be earn. crazy too, anyway, wouldn't yeah. it? Regardless of who you were or. Yeah. Um, the no. matter how much they earn, that will be discussed, and that's for people above Michael Beale. But how much will it cost to replace them as well, Hugh? Yeah. You know, you talk about giving Ryan Kent a mm. new a new contract, Adam, but to go and replace him with a with a winger 
um, you know, have the attributes that he does. Maybe one that be more consistent is what you're looking for. But how much are you going to pay for one of those? It's going to cost a lot of money. I'm not. I'm not sure actually, because if you have a, if you have a look at, at across the Scottish league, there are other players that are hitting up for their teams on a week in week out. The right. assistant. Well, well, let's just go across the, to Celtic Park. They don't spend a lot of money on who they've got in uh, either um, side of their wings, and they're producing it week in week out. Yeah, Jota was expensive, but I suppose that would be that be accurate. Abada Haksabanovic, you're not talking about mega, mega, mega millions, are you? But I, I bet their wages are similar to Ryan Kent's mm. now. So you're still talking what a couple of million pounds mm. a piece for those two. I think you know Michael Beale goes in with a clean sheet of paper. Adam is going on about what happened in the past, mm. but Michael Beale is there to assess every person in the building. No one gets discarded. No one's ruled out of his immediate future for Rangers And that most certainly applies to Kent and Morelos uh, 01419511025 If you are When you are a coach or a manager Marvin And you go into a new job As Hugh says Everyone talks about clean slate Where's the balance though between Giving everyone the clean slate But, but maybe having I don't know is it Particularly Morelos A more difficult conversation To find out why He's, he isn't anywhere near the, the, the state that he was when, when Michael Beale left. Yeah, I think you have to have an honest conversation with him. And, and like you said, find out the reasons as to why, you know, why he's now a different player, why he's not physically in the same condition as he was when Michael Beale was there. But in the back of your mind, you're also going to say to him, can you get back to that player? You know, what will it take to get back to that player? And if he, if he says he doesn't feel he can do that at this moment in time at Rangers, then you move him on. But as I said, you know, Michael Beale will be thinking, if I can get him fit and firing that's 25 goals a season I think the Conor Goldson point there was a relevant one because um, was a relevant one not irrelevant I realised <laughs> I said that a bit quickly um, everyone thought Conor Goldson was going to leave it was just the assumption he's run down his contract he's not signed a new one he's gone we had lots of phone calls about it and then he signed oh. and he stayed we that- sometimes forget that that's actually possible yeah, and I think that he's also saying to the players, listen, you might try and run your contracts down, but don't always think that you're going to get maybe a better offer. Mm. Maybe Conor Goldson didn't get a better offer. And you know, you also run the risk as well. If you get injured as a player, your mm-hmm. contract coming towards the end. The one that, thing that's... that strikes me about Michael Beale, he mentioned it there in that clip you played. He's known Ryan Kent since he was 14 years old. Uh, he strikes me as a man who has an attention to detail that's frightening. Mm. And I think he'll look at Kent and he'll look at Morelos and he'll know... Intuitively Whether they want to hang about or not And he will base everything On what mm. his instinct tells him Jackson Bayliston What's your take on that Jack? Nah, just listening to um, Just listening to Adam there just on, on the Ryan Kent subject I think it's the the, the wrong attitude to have um, We're watching Ryan Kent week in week out And it's it's so obvious that the the guy's so low in confidence it is unbelievable whether that's because of the previous management team whether that's because of a lot of negativity from the fans when he's not playing well I don't know but if Michael Beale can put a new lease of life into Ryan Kent he could be the player that we all want him to be and be the star that could potentially move on to the Premier League or likes, likes of that for a hell of a lot of money and, and benefit, benefit us in the long run you know yeah I suppose Marvin there's that as Michael Beale alluded to there It's not that the players Hold all the cards Rangers might They might decide That they don't want to give 
you know, a, a contract of a certain size or length to Morelos or Ryan Kent or whatever, um, those players, Ryan Kent, albeit this long-standing relationship with um, Michael Bill, might say face to face this week, I do not want to stay beyond the beyond the end of this contract. We don't know that. I suppose at that point, do you then have a bit of a decision to make because you're going to try and get a couple of quid for him in January or not? Yeah, I think if you have the conversation and the player says, you know, kind of like Ryan Portress has said, uh, Hibbs, yeah. you know, he, he doesn't want to stay there or he doesn't see his future there beyond this season, then yeah, in January you have to look at it and think, right, is it worth kind of shipping him out? You know, how many points are we behind circuit at this moment in time? Can we still catch them? Does he make us a better team if we do so? So there's a lot of things, you know, a lot of questions that will need to be answered. But in, in defence of Ryan Kent, I'm going to say one thing, you know, I, I do feel that he needs a fullback that can go around him to create, you know, that 2v1's overload. I, I've seen a different Ryan Kent when we've defended against Rangers this season in terms of, you know, he gets the ball when there's not a lot of support around him. So it's easier to double up on him. I think, you know, what you saw with Yilmaz before, unfortunately, his injury, you know, he is a flying fullback. Mm. And I think Michael Bill will realise that to get the best out of Ryan Kent, you have to get someone going around him. Jack Adams gone, to be fair, so I can't get his counterpoint. I, w- I would imagine, though, that where he's coming from is that you and lots of fans mentioned this ability for Kent to you know, rip teams apart or dominate games. How often are you, have you really seen it from him? No, uh, not, not, we've not seen it loads this season, but exactly as, as Marvin just said there, mm. when, when Ryan Kent's got a fullback going around the outside of him, uh, around the outside of him or a midfield runner um, close to him, like, your, like a Scott Arfield, where he's going to drag one or two guys away to start following his runs, that'll create space for Ryan Kent. And when Ryan Kent is in space against any team, whether that be, no disrespect, Marvin's Livingston or whether that be a Borussia Dortmund of last season, Ryan Kent can be dangerous. And we've seen that away to Dortmund. Um, and I know obviously this last season is a different season, but Ryan Kent in space, he was he was a living nightmare for that Dortmund team last season. Um, and it's as soon as that as soon as that and I fully believe it as soon as that boy gets a bit of confidence in his game and exactly as Marvin says a, a willing runner to drag players away from him to create a bit of space he will be one of the most dangerous in the Premier League it's a surprising conversation to be having I think you know clearly Michael will be in the door and no one's going the door's closed until he assesses each and every one of them and he's got time because of the World Cup and most certainly Ryan Kent and Morelos will be uppermost in his thoughts yeah. because they're, they're, they're two assets yeah. but they've not been playing like assets they've been playing like liabilities however no one's leaving the building yeah they become they're in sharper focus though because of the contractual situation uh, Jack very quickly because we're running out of time are you as keen on Alfredo Morelos? Uh, same situation Alfredo Morelos he, he could we have a new lease of life under under Michael Beale. Um Michael Beale obviously had a fairly decent relationship with him when he was a coach under Gerard. Um but I think Manelos's problem is he now has a he now has a strong a strong competition beside him and Antonio Jolak and he's not guaranteed a place every week. And if Morelos isn't guaranteed a place every week, I think his head will go down. Good man Jack, thank you. You're gonna get the thoughts of Scott in Paisley coming up next. The voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevens and Marvin Bartley are here. It's 0141-951-1025. Or you can tweet until your heart's content at Clyde SSB. Let's hear from Scott and Paisley, who's been hanging on the line for ages. My apologies, Scott. What's your point tonight? Uh, my point 
picking up for last night, first of all. Uh, we had a brief conversation. I just caught the tail end of the show last night about Strip and Cav- Tavernier and the captaincy. Uh, I think it's a major no-no, to be honest. I know some people don't see Tavernier as a leader. In my eyes, I see him as a leader. And if you're going to strip him with a captaincy, you might as well change your change strip to green and white. Because it's such a drastic change in and around the club that we do not need right now. We're at a rebuilding process. We've just got a new manager. And a familiar face leading the team is what we need. Uh, for anyone who's wondering the, the context, it was just a caller that called in last night and said, here's a change Michael Beale should make. Strip James Tavernier the captaincy. Give it to someone else. That's what Scott's picking up on in case anyone thinks it was our um, suggestion. I, mean, I, I don't know, you might agree, I suspect you won't. But. I thought I'd walk in here tonight to party hats and streamers. You know, Michael Beale laying down mm. what he was going to do and... Uh, you should at least have a sense of optimism Yeah but I think to be fair I think Scott is This is just part of it We were just asking you know, What changes would you make first And tonight we're Tavernier, asking Tavernier like everyone else Slumped That's why Rangers are nine points behind Celtic um, Tavernier like everyone else I think is in for An immediate improvement in form Because Michael Beale has promised The way it will be I think it will be lifted by Beale uh, and it will not be like the Giovanni Van Bronckhurst time uh, uh, And I, I don't believe for a second That Michael Beale will change the captaincy uh, Again, yeah, Marvin, it was just one caller who, who made the point And, and Scott's on to disagree You expect You're going to not agree with that, right? Let's get that out and open very quickly yeah. Are you expecting anything of that size? You know, when a manager comes in how, how That would be some statement wouldn't it? It'd be a massive statement and, and one in this situation I totally disagree with. You know, and I know Tavernier and, and listen, the rest of the Rangers players are coming for a lot of stick, but you look at them, they've conceded one more goal than Celtic. So defensively, first and foremost, he's in a back four that I think's conceded one more goal than Celtic. Is that right? 14? Just quickly, I just hope you haven't taken that from the league table that's behind you in this studio. No, I haven't. That's fine, okay, because I've just got a funny feeling that's wrong. Yeah, I think, well, you can check it out. <laughs> okay. I think they've conceded one more than, yeah. than Celtic so far this season. Also, he's had 11 goal involve, involvements in 15 games in the league. So, you know, if you're a manager coming into this and you're looking at things, I don't think, you know, I'm going to be looking at James Tavernier as a problem mm-hmm. at my football club at this moment in time. You're right, by the way, on that. So both, yeah. both can be true. That league table behind you is wrong on a number oh, yeah, of I'll reasons. I'll never trust that because, you know, producer um, kind of does stuff like this. But you're right in the, the one goal conceded. Um, Scott, I think you're all in agreement And it was a call uh, So let, let's not go over um, Old ground on that too much If you're all in agreement What else do you think then In terms of What you've heard today Morelos, Kent Keep them uh, To be honest Kent's been a shadow of the player That he was last season uh, Morelos I'm probably Completely done with him To be honest uh, Obviously he's got his issues Stuff like that going on with them. Uh, but I don't know if there's anyone that can get Morelos and Kent playing like they did last season. It would be the first team coach and how, who is now the manager, and that is McBeal. McBeal was the success under Gerard. I believe Gerard was just the face of it all. Michael Beal was the first team coach. He coached the players. He had Morelos firing all cylinders. Kent was fantastic. So if there's any man to do it, I think Mike, Mike will be able to manage it. It's interesting, Hugh, because yeah. everyone's going to go on that same logic because it's 
It's almost like unavoidable uh-huh. Well he was here before And those guys were good before So if you can get yeah. the best out of them Then great And you couldn't really argue with that The, re- the reason I'm interested in what Scott said He's the first person to say I think I might be done With Morelos Or whether it's Morelos or Kent We do need to bear in mind that Sometimes you just can't get back To what you yeah, were yeah. I'm not even necessarily Talking about those two in particular Just generally You just might not be able to do it For whatever reason Look at the number of footballers Across the time that you've watched a game Whose form's fallen off a cliff And they've never got it back That that can happen I'll be interested to see what Alfredo Morelos looks like On the 15th of December When Rangers play Hibs at Ibrox And that will tell me How much desire he has to hang around at Ibrox uh, And if Michael Beale detects a lack of desire Then it will just be away And Kent I think will be a different guy um, it's wrong to kick a man when he's down And Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has lost his job But it was a mm. gradual but very definite decline in Rangers From the first day of the season Until his last day when he played St Mirren And that, that attitude of mind The physical state of Morelos mm. in particular All that will undergo a change now Because... Let's not forget the contractual situation, Marvin. That's why these two are, um, you know, good examples of the the decision making that has to take place. I'm not expecting Michael Beale to say today. Ah, oh, nah, nah, Morelos Kent nah, done. No, of course not. But we do have until the end, end of January. Might it be the case because this is a ruthless cutthroat business that even Michael Beale, who loves Ryan Kent and loves Alfredo Morelos, after a few weeks just thinks. I don't know if I can get the best out of them Do we at least need to acknowledge that possibility? That will definitely be a possibility You know, Michael Beale will know that now Sitting at home or, you know, doing the interview yesterday Or whenever he did it He will know that that's a possibility Because, you know, the players might say one thing And their attitude and training might show something else You know, he might see stuff that they can't do now That they could do before and think Do you know what, it's best to cash in He has to do what's best for the football club You know, Rangers football club is bigger than one player Bigger than two players So he'll know what he needs to get in place And if that is... And involving Ryan Kent and Alfredo Then he'll keep them at the club If it doesn't involve both of them Or doesn't involve one of them Then you know he'll suffer no falls Because he can't afford to do it You know we see how quickly things change in football Like I said it can be very cutthroat He has to be that with the players Because if not the board will be that with him What makes you think it can't be pulled back For, for Morelos Scott Or what makes you less sure? Uh, Chubby chap who left uh, for the World Cup break uh, and was then pictured poolside. Uh, that little chubby chap won't get offers. Yeah, it's very impolite. I thought you were talking about Gordon DL for a minute Not there. Mark Wilson, the way those two are always Gordon, talking about each other's. Gordon DL was beginning to look better. Mm, don't know about that. Uh, but as I say, the, my overriding feeling is that Michael Beale comes in, clean sheet of paper. And I'll be interested to see what Alfredo Morelos looks like on the 15th. That will tell me mm. just how much of an influence Michael Beale's had over him in 
a fortnight Thank you Scott 01419511025 We are on Twitter as well If you would rather tweet over there uh, You can do so Paul's in Hamilton What's your take on all this Paul? Uh, yeah How you doing Paddle? Good evening everyone Hello uh, Thanks for taking my call As always um, Yes um, I'm delighted With the Appointment of Michael Beale um, However I do think He needs to do a clear out uh, we've got so much Deadwood in the team. And don't get me wrong, these players love Rangers and they, they try their best. Um, but I just think they're, they're past it now. And now you will mention Kent and Morelos earlier on. I, 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 I hope he can get the best out of them because at this moment in time, they're just like Deadwood as well. They've been uh, their performances have been shocking, and uh, and and also I feel for Giovanni as well. Right, we qualified for the Champions League, and um, it, it was out of depth. Do you know what I mean? It was uh, totally out of depth. Uh, yeah, I feel like Marvin. Maybe is there is there a third? I was interested to what Paul said. Used that word, clear out, rather than. Keep Ryan Kent and Morelos Or let Ryan Kent and Morelos go Is there that kind of Third option Which is Maybe Michael Beale Can get them for a Bit of a return to form Can squeeze a bit more out of them Help Rangers do Something this season Whatever that is But actually He still might not think That the long term plan To drive Rangers forward Take them to the next level Involves those players Of course You know And Michael Beale won't be looking at it Thinking right Where are we going to be At the end of the season In terms of players It's the here and now for him all he'd be concentrating on is a game against Hibs, you know, and then the game after that. And then when the January window opens, if things begin to change with those two and anybody else, and he thinks, you know what, I can get rid of that player and bring somebody in who's better, then he'll do that. But mm. also as a manager and as a coach, you always think you can make players better. Yeah. No matter who it is. If, you know, Messi is the best player in the world, you always think I can see something that will make him better. And he'll see those things with Ryan Kent and Alfredo. I also think, you know, <laughs> words like clear out are just throwing in their conversation at a time like this. There can't be no clear out. If you clear out, you're going to have to bring in in large numbers mm. and Rangers might not be of a mind to do that. And also... To be fair, if I, I would agree with that for talking January, but we're, not, we're now not that far away and there is a long list of players that are either out of contract this season yeah, yeah. or like... Well, yeah, or, you know, or, or in the last six Con- months. Contractual matters are one thing, but this notion of let's have a clear out... Uh, you know, I think it's a cliche, mm. and also, you know, we're, we're forgetting uh, the legal system in this country. A man is innocent until proved guilty. Those who failed in the first fifteen games of the season now have twenty-three to prove they're not guilty. Mm. Thank you, Paul. Paul and Hamilton on 01419511025 Before we go any further, I know this is all very exciting. We're getting heated up in the usual. Uh, football debate, but something much more important than that. I'd like to run past you, if you don't mind. Kids Mission Christmas It's J&D Pierce Structural Steelwork Specialist Proud to support the local community It's that time of year Where you turn on the radio And you listen to me And my colleagues here at Clyde One Just asking you If there's anything at all You can do to help us this Christmas To help make this time of year A little bit different For those children right here On our doorstep That quite frankly Need our help Because they need our help All year 
Which means they particularly need their help at this time of year And at this time of this year It's even worse because of everything that's going on uh, With the cost of living crisis and so on And I know it's not easy to hear And I know that everyone will feel like they're feeling the squeeze But if you are fortunate enough to be able to spare anything at all The one in two children right here in Glasgow in the West In some parts that live in poverty it will make such a difference to them Now I'm going to play a clip from Gemma Now Gemma works for Glasgow East Women's Aid uh, They're a group that support women and children Who've experienced abuse and poverty And uh, she tells us a bit about the difficulties That's facing them this Christmas Financial pressures that comes with Christmas Is absolutely huge And we feel that children shouldn't have to ask Santa For hot food, a hot meal They shouldn't have to ask Santa for a warm jacket And they really shouldn't have to ask Santa for a warm home But also food in their tummy And I think that that's kind of the reality Of some of the families that we're supporting That's the types of places your money goes So if you can, please head over to Clyde1.com forward slash mission Every single penny raised goes straight back to those families That need it the most And we would be eternally grateful So that's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas With J&D Pierce. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Marvin Bartley Are your pundits or punch bags of choice Whichever way you want to look at it tonight 0141-951-1025 Lots being said about Michael Beale is, We're in uncharted territory here We've never had a five week break in November Middle no. of the season So if you want to just talk about something entirely different if you just feel like making any point about your team because you feel like it's all a bit quiet on that front, then fine, feel free. We would love that. 0141 951 uh, We're building up to kick off in the 7 o'clock games uh, in the World Cup group. C's a cracker because I think all four teams uh, can still make it through to the next round. Poland, Argentina and Saudi Arabia against Mexico. We've already had our fair share of World Cup drama uh, today as well I think we've tried We've tried to adopt <laughs> Australia Haven't we Because they were all either Born here or play here um, I even was laughing here Looking at the team today um, Riley McGree Who almost came here Yes Remember in, Was it January We thought he was coming to Celtic And then Matt O'Reilly Took his place He didn't do too nah, badly right. He's done fine um, Right let's go Let's get stuck back in On the phones with Gary Who is a Rangers fan uh, The theme of Michael Beale Assessment tonight Gary is what should he do with Morelos and Kent? What would you do? Uh, I would wait to see how they play when they come back from the break. Uh, the last couple of months have not been great at Alfredo Morelos especially. Uh, but on their day, the two of them are massive assets for Rangers, so I wouldn't write them off completely yet. Uh, I'd like to see how they do under Bill. Uh, it's maybe just been a case that they've not really got on with, with Gio and that's why they've not played very well. Uh, so I would be quite interested to see because I felt like Kent and uh, St Mirren and the second half of the Ajax games were actually playing, he was actually playing pretty well, taking on his man. Uh, and it's been a wee while since he's done that. And I do think his confidence has been shot recently. Uh, so it would be interesting to see if Bill can basically give him that bit of confidence back. Yeah, uh, Marvin, can this happen in a number of ways, right? We th- see when you think confidence and you think man manager and you think arm round the shoulder, you're brilliant, son. Honestly, you'll do for me. And then the player goes out and has a, a new lease of life. What about just tactically? If Michael Beale just uses him in a completely different way to Giovanni Van Bronckhorst did, and, and maybe that suits, would you expect that? Do you expect to see Ryan Kent used differently? Because we we won't know what the arm round the shoulder bit sounds like, but we'll be able to see how he's used. Yeah, I I expect Rangers to have an identity now. 
you know, and, and as good as Gio was in their kind of run to the Europa League final, when you saw them this season, you didn't really know what Rangers were trying to do. Um, I think tactically, people have already spoken about how good Michael Beale is. I spoke earlier about, you know, Ryan Kent being better when he's got a fullback going down the outside of him. You know, Caller mentioned earlier, he's got he's even better, you know, if you've got a midfielder running on the inside, Scott Arfield, for example. I think when you're a manager and you look at kind of the attacking side of your play, it's how can I utilise these players and get the best out of them? And for that, Ryan Kent needs people going off the, you know, either around him or in front of him so he can then drive it as player 1v1. And there's no doubt in my mind that we will see a new Ryan Kent. I know I said about Aaron Ramsey when he came in and I got that wrong. Mm. But with the Ryan Kent one, I think you'll see a new Ryan Kent from Hibs going forward. And tactically, what, more of more more central sort of driving infield or... No, I think I think he'll keep the width. I really do. I think he'll keep the width, and when the ball comes to him, then he can drive inside. You know, then he can get in at the back post if the ball's on the opposite side. But I do think you're going to see a fullback either going around him or a midfield runner because he needs that. It's too easy to double up on Ryan Kent at this moment in time. Does he quite simply have to add numbers? Everyone always talks about it. It's not the be all and end all, but if you're an attacker, I mean, I've had a quick look. Right, please don't pull me up if I'm one <laughs> or two out here. I did this quite quickly since he signed permanently. I think it's 153 appearances and 25 goals. Yeah, we get caught up in numbers, and listen, you know, I think it's even more pressure on him when you see, you know, wingers at Celtic Football Club, you know, return these high numbers. But just talking about Joel Newblay, look how effective he is for us and what he does. And his numbers mm-hmm. aren't great. Okay. So Ryan Kent, you know, yes, you want to see numbers, but if he puts in good performances and Rangers are winning and he helps the teams to win, you know, who cares who's scoring or getting the assists? Um, and Morelos, Gary? Uh, it's just a case of how he, how he is when he comes back. Uh, I'd actually phoned in earlier in the season regarding Morelos when Gio had come out with the attitude problems about him and I said at the time that basically he's every time he comes back from a pre-season he, was, he always looked unfit uninterested until the transfer window ended uh, again it's it's not really happened this season but I don't really see him being given a big chance this season under jail so we can't really judge that side of it but he definitely doesn't look fit and doesn't look as if he's firing on all cylinders so it all comes down to how he looks on the 15th of December if he gets a start against Hibs eh, and how Bill works with him over the next eh, couple of weeks. Yeah, this was going to be tough for him, Hugh, because but why why would he start that game? Unless you know, unless the, the training's been completely different or whatever, but it still seems like it's Cholak's jersey. And if Cholak starts and scores, then Morelos will just quite simply have to But as wait. you said earlier on, with a five-week break, mm. everyone comes back and you say, well, if he's ready, has the proper attitude, has the proper physique, why not? He's the, he was the top man. And then, I think an air of complacency settled in Rangers under Giovanni van Bronckhorst. Europe was a total write-off and a catastrophe. But in the domestic performances, the, the, they just looked sluggish, complacent. Uh, but I think all of that changes. The one I feel sorry for is Lee Johnson, the Hibs manager. He's lost six of the last seven. He's the first test of Michael Beale, and he doesn't have the equipment for that test. Um, it's the earliest you've ever gone in on one of your match yeah, predictions, yeah, yeah. I must admit. Yeah. Two weeks and one day. <laughs> I don't have time to hang about. <laughs> no, none of us do with this uh, this break. Suppose, Marvin, that the private bit is, and for all of us, whether you're a media outsider fan, we don't really know what stage those contract talks were at anyway because back to the comment Michael Beale said about you know who's holding the cards maybe right now maybe right now as it stands 
Forget Michael Beale Who's just walked in Maybe Rangers Don't want to offer Alfredo Morelos a big deal Or, or don't or there isn't a big one On the table or whatever So maybe It has to be down to the manager though Sorry to cut you off Gordon yeah. It has to be down to the manager You know it can't come from Somebody within the club mm-hmm. Saying you know We don't want to keep that player Or no. we don't want to keep that Ross player. Wilson must have a bit of a say though No is that not the whole point Of a sporting bit, director Yeah no most definitely bit, bit of a say That's fine But the final say Must lie with the manager And I think you know Whatever happened you know, prior to Michael Beale coming in, I don't know, you know, what the structure was then, but I don't think he leaves another job to come into Rangers Football Club mm. knowing that they're playing catch up and allow somebody else to bring the players in for him and have the final say on it. I don't think that would happen. I know there's rumours that that was happening before, but I don't think that that can happen now. I don't think you can attract him to that club doing that. So to sum up, Gary, it's just wait and see on both players, really. Basically, it's got to be given their performance over the last couple of months. They're definitely two players I wouldn't like to lose for nothing. I'd much rather they were both sold in January if they're going to run down their contracts. I'd rather get a couple of million each for them, even if that's only two, three million per player. It's better than nothing than letting them go for nothing at the end of the season. But I would much rather see them kick on under Bill and improve again. On Marvin's points about the, the numbers With Kent I don't feel that the numbers is, his, is really his game It's more a case of He'll occupy defenders It causes them to double up on him Which then creates space in the middle For other other players uh, So I think that's why He doesn't really get the, the sort mm. of numbers Don't get me wrong He's inconsistent every now and then uh, But I feel it's more a case of Teams will double up against him Because they know how dangerous He can be on his game uh, but again, that then plays into our hands by creating space elsewhere on the pitch. And under deal, we just didn't take advantage of that. Uh, hopefully, if Bill's playing Ken and he's getting doubled up on, then there's going to be a plan to utilise that space. Good man, Gary. You make some good points. Thank you for joining us. That was Gary, a Rangers fan, on the line to bring the first hour to a close, which means it's that time already. That would help if I pressed the right yeah. button. You yeah. even yeah. gave it the big build up. <laughs> The Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. I'm a bit worried about this week. Even Mark Wilson was winning last night. These things will not do. Let's get another victory for the listeners on the board, please. 01419511025. Marvin spent about 40 hours on a bus to and from <laughs> London in the last couple of days, so he will be distracted, I'm sure. And I think you can take advantage. The lines do close at seven. So if you fancy it tonight, 01419511025, and it could be you who tries to beat the pundit next. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Marvin Bartley are here. You will have their undivided attention for the next hour, despite the fact that the recent batch of World Cup games has just kicked off. Poland, Argentina, and Saudi Arabia, Mexico. Both running at the same time And this is what it was designed for Because all four of these teams Can still go through uh, to the next round So we'll keep an eye on that uh, Have we got any Aussies listening? Any Australian fans of the show Or anyone with an Australian connection Or Jason Cummings' second cousin Or (laughs) even Hearts fans maybe uh, Who want to bang on about Kai Rowles Or anyone else, St Mirren fans Keanu Bacchus came on at half time And uh, Australia are through to the knockout stages of the World Cup Fantastic for them So please do uh, pick up the phone If you're interested there But before we do any of that Forget the World Cup nonsense This is the real deal, this stuff 
Meet the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, Beat the Pundit time. We need to get a, a listener victory on the board this week because Andy Halliday, with his new hairdo, returned. Oh, how, uh, did, how did that work out? Have you not? Oh, you've not seen him. I'm no. forgetting it was Roger Hanna. So he's, well, he's, got, he's been in Istanbul. He's had yeah. the full replantation. It uh, looks um, interesting. That looks good. With Elvis, does he? Well, not yet. No, no. no. Um, but yeah, it's, it's quite something. And um, you're going to Turkey next week. Yeah. The full team going for hair transplants, or is this a... <laughs> can't afford that. We're going for a training Are week, you? so yeah, should be interesting nice. for the boys. It's actually still quite warm, I think. Twenty degrees where we're going. You got so. a couple of games. Yeah, we've got two games. There's some sort of tournament going on. I'm not sure who we're nice. playing at this yeah. moment in time. But Are you wearing that tracksuit when you go? No, I've got my Livy one. This one's too stylish for for Livingston. Yeah, yeah. Did you buy that in London yesterday? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got it for free at the market. I've just come up with an idea for a for a video feature, producer Callum. We. Make certain members of the Super Scoreboard team swap clothes, <laughs> and I can't. I can't think of a better example than these two. Marvin's currently we- wearing some sort of like studied hoodie, Redstone um, cowboy, <laughs> and I just if, if you, matching tracksuit bottoms. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. The thought of you keeping, whereas Marvin's got his cardigan on, would be outrageous. Uh, anyway, by the way, imagine David Martindale comes back with. Full head of hair Is that Mullet, his teeth done already his so shoulders be ready. And, uh, By the way uh, Right let's bring in Tonight's contestant Andy is on the line How's it going Andy? I'm good I thought you forgot about me now oh, I never forget about you Andy It says on here you've played But it was years ago Who was your Your uh, competitor? Uh, Mr Kevins And Alex Ray Oh Wow right Would you, So you'd like to take on Marvin presumably For a wee change? Uh, just because no. he's So cocky I. <laughs> Nobody yes. wants to play me you're so yeah, he wants to play Hugh Let's be honest uh, did, did he beat Hugh though? Did you win? Uh, no comment <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I've got no chance against me uh, Heads it's Hugh Tails it's Marvin It is Tails oh, It's Marvin The, the Rainstone Cowboy Let's go For someone who claims to be so confident Hugh He always acts very disappointed When the coin lands Just a yeah. shard like A sham He's a charlatan <laughs> Right anyway Uh <laughs> We'll give Marvin some Clyde too. We'll make that nice and loud so he can't hear us, Andy. 30 seconds. Just answer as many as you can. And nothing's changed since the last time you were on years ago. You can pass if you want, okay? Okay, okay. Let's go. 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. Who did Rangers beat in the final the last time they won the League Cup? Hey, Hearts. Who's Celtic's top scorer in the league this season? Jackie Marcus. Who permanently managed St Johnston in between Derek McInnes and Tommy Wright? Pass. How many spells did Jim Jeffries have as Hearts manager? Three. Name either player at this World Cup who's been a top scorer at a previous tournament. Pass. Antonio Cholak and which other player are tied as the Premiership's top scorer? It's Okay, let's bring back Marvin. You ready, Marvin? Yep. You're going to have to be bang at it here. No, that means he got like one. Nope. Uh, ready? Psychology. Go on. Who did Rangers beat in the final the last time they won the League Cup? Celtic. Who is currently Celtic's top league scorer this season? Oh my god, pass his name is that's who, terrible. Who go. managed St Johnston in between Derek McInnes and Tommy Wright permanently? Pass. How many spells has Jim Jeffries had as Hearts manager? Two. Name either player at this World Cup who's been top scorer at a previous one. Messi. Antonio Cholak and which other player are tied as the Premiership's top scorer? <sighs> I've had a Pass. bad, bad. No, no. Do you know no, what? I'm passed. tired. 
I'm oh, he's tired, tired Andy. You listen to these excuses. Andy, I've had a bad one, mate. I well, listen. Andy, how do you think you did? <laughs> uh, I don't think I've done great, but I think I've done better than Marvin. Yeah. Everything was just disappearing. He's, like He's fired shots. He thinks he's done better than you, Marvin. Oh, surely. Who did Rangers beat in the final last time they won the League Cup? It was Celtic in 2011. 1-0 to Marvin. What you meant in the Cup last year. <laughs> ah, see, League Cup. Do you still think you've done better than Marvin? Yeah, aye. <laughs> okay. Uh, Who's Celtic's top scorer in the league? Are you kidding me on? Like Jackamacus? No, it's not him Who either. Is it? It's Kyogo. Yeah. Andy, it? Andy said Jackamacus. Andy, oh, do you that's... still think you've done better than Marvin? Uh, no. Ah, Andy, it's not <laughs> <to> unravel. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> oh, who permanently managed St Johnston in between Derek McInnes and Tommy Wright? Steve Lomas. Oh. oh. But before your time up here, Marvin, um, so it's 1 0. To Marvin How many spells Did Jim Jeffries Have as Harps manager Marvin said two Andy said three It is two <laughs> Andy <laughs> One more time Andy Do you still think You've done better Than Marvin Wow Are you are you worried About your total At this point Andy uh, I'm going to Big fat zero <laughs> Name either player At this World Cup Who's been top scorer At a previous tournament You went messy It was wrong Harry Kane mm. Or Tam Thomas Muller Oh Andy didn't yeah, get no it either. Getting that. So it means it all comes down to this, and I think you know Andy because <laughs> there's a spoiler here. There's a spoiler. Antonio Cholak and which other player are tied as the Premiership's top scorer? Andy says Jakimakis, and it can't be because we now know that he's not even Celtic's top scorer. It's Bojan Miovsky, which means it was a two for Marvin wow. and a zero, Andy. I don't think I'll be phoning up anytime soon. <laughs> Thanks for coming, pal. <laughs> Andy, you're lucky, mate. <laughs> oh, Andy, take care. You've been a good sport. Thank you. Catch you, sir. Good well man. Done, mate. Oh, he sounds broken. You oh. broken him. Oh, he's, he's hung up straight away as well. Yeah. That's the quickest. Oh, it's terrible. Wow. Good well, teams find a still, way. Though. Scruffy win, but they're all good. Yeah. Good teams uh, find a way. Three here. in a row for the pundits this week. I don't like that. I'll um, sort that out in three. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so as I say, Andy Haldy with the new hairdo, one on Monday. I think it took him to a tiebreaker. Mark Wilson last night, now Marvin Bartley. Wow. Um, I thought I'd lost there, Gordon. Genuinely, I thought, nah, that was a bad, bad round. Oh, it was bad, just not yeah, as, as bad, bad as, as Andy. As Andy and that's, Thankfully, it was that's him who called up. Really, the, the aim of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, right, here's a quiz question. I know which way this is going to go. Have you ever heard of Spotify Wrapped, Hugh Keevans? Never. Didn't think so. Here we go. Is it, you is don't look like you have either. No, no, I saw it. Is it good? <laughs> um, this is a real test. They don't teach you this at Clyde One Super Scoreboard School. Is how can you quickly explain to Hugh Keevans what Spotify Wrapped is? Basically, on today, this day of the year, uh-huh. people can go onto their phone, they can go onto their computer and... They will get a nice little notification to tell them what music they've listened to the most yeah. in the last year. So yours would say, you know, Leonard Cohen, Joni Mitchell, yep. Van Morrison, etc. Marvin, I don't even want to know what, what his <laughs> would say. Um, but it also has the same feature for podcasts. Yep. So it lets you know what podcast you've spent the most. And it, better than that, it tells you how long mm. you've spent listening to said podcast in the year that's passed. Right. So uh, lots of people have been very uh, kind and have sent me them today. Uh, just to show how much time they've spent listening to the show in the last year. And it is humbling, truly humbling, because I go through them and it's listed in minutes. And so many people have spent a lot of their year listening to us, which is great and I really do appreciate it. 
when we're talking I mean I can see David Doherty sent me his and Ricky Spence and Lee Robb who was right up there and Ryan Gilroy and Graham McLean and so on and so forth but a couple in particular jump out Hugh Keevans yeah. Lee Robb who I think was the second highest that I could see uh, and the one that just pipped him to the post hopefully I can find it was truly sensational I had to get my calculator out Darren Kane right 32,293 minutes spent listening to Super Scoreboard in the last year So I got my calculator out and I typed in What is, th- uh, I went on to Google, what is 33,000 minutes in days? Darren has spent 23 days listening to Clyde <laughs> One Super Scoreboard in the last year 23 days Are you ready to be impressed? Yes I met Billy Connolly's biggest pal in Glasgow Up the shops I'm a man of the people I yep. go up the shops And get the groceries And he told me That Billy listens The Radio Clyde The Super Scoreboard podcast So Billy Oh you shouldn't have told me that That makes me feel under pressure <laughs> If you're listening Do you remember 50 years ago in Partick I lent you a fiver <laughs> <laughs> What's the rate of inflation Exactly <laughs> um, But seriously That is 6% Please Darren Don't take this the wrong way Because I I'm truly am I'm humbled I don't want you to uh, Change your habits For next year um, But you've spent 6% of your year At listening <laughs> That deserves to, a sign ball By the to way To Hugh Keevans And uh, Gordon DL Mark Wilson Marvin Bartley Etc Come 33,000 minutes That's unbelievable That's true dedication To the show And yourself 23 days <laughs> What are you going to give him? <laughs> I don't know That's brilliant Honestly that's fantastic uh, Respect yeah, And yeah. honour Massive And respect. he's had at least Three mentions already On the show Deservedly so <laughs> I bet he doesn't listen To tomorrow's podcast now Something's going to happen Isn't it I know we've put him off it. He's going to be embarrassed He's going to be like I'm going to spend my time Doing something else No please don't We are delighted uh, To have you um, 01419511025 Anything doing in this Poland-Argentina no. game No world- No uh, Messi's been Alright Hugh No it's a hard task mask yeah. Do we need to make sure He gets through Or are we talking about Last ever World Cup game Yeah For the number 10 this, He's, that, he's got to get through Because his next game of football Will be his 1,000th game of football Game yeah. 1,000 mm. mm. So is, I think it's still goalless Another game as well Unless I've missed something Saudi Arabia Mexico Both of them can get through I keep saying it Australia We've got to give them A bit more of a mention Than just a passing one So if there are any Australian fans out there Or any members of the Kai Rowles, Jason Cummings, Keanu Bacchus fan clubs Then yeah, feel free to get in touch And let us know what's on your mind We've got Derek who is a Hibs fan And we've got a Hibs legend in the studio um, or something. That's what he tells us anyway Derek So <laughs> what's your point for Marvin And Hugh and I will just sit back uh, I phoned in last night Regarding the situation with Ryan Portis mm-hmm. I'd read it somewhere that he's not going to be signing a new contract I was just wondering last night Maybe Daz or Mark had heard on him, but I'm, I'm pretty sure Big Legend has obviously heard something in his travels. <laughs> so I would, I would like him to divulge if he could. Well, that's and it, Marvin. That, that's confirmed, isn't it? He's yeah, the, the club the came out. Yeah. yeah, they came out and obviously released a statement saying that he didn't see his future at the club and yeah, he would go into pastures new in the summer. I can't say that, that I'm really surprised. I think, you know, once the season had started and Ryan hadn't signed a new contract and I heard he had been offered, you know, a few contracts, then. You know, I think he sees his future at this moment in time uh, a different football. Well, he does, you know, and I think he'd probably be going to England from what I am hearing. But, you know, 
Don't quote me on that. He's cashing in. I mean, he's you know he's part of the international setup mm-hmm. now. Maybe at times he's a peripheral member of that, but he's cashing in. His uh, his stock will not be higher than it is now. So he, he wants to take mm. advantage of that and move on. And uh, very interesting to hear Lee Johnson saying, well, we, we offered them a great contract. In fact, we should have offered them it two and a half years ago. Mm. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upsetting the owner if I was a man with six defeats in his last seven games. Do you not think it could be footballing reasons as well, though, Hugh? Like, in terms of, like you said, he is, you know, in the international scene now. And, you know, if he thinks he has a better chance of starting for Scotland, if he is playing, for example, in the English Championship, yep. um, you know, because he's, he's still a young man. There's plenty of time for him to, to make money. And he's, he's you, a massive hip yeah. supporter. Are you disappointed in that, Derek, that, that's going to be the case and what do you make of the fact that it's sort of out there and it's set in stone and it's public and Hibs have made this statement to say he won't sign the contract I'm disappointed because he's kind of stepped into the Scotland scenario he is a good defender he just needs to calm down a wee bit at times uh, but he's still young he's learning the game and fair play to him if he wants to cash in as Marvin's saying and uh, go down south I'd be disappointed if he signed for another club in Scotland like IU Rangers or Celtic but I can't see it happen is that a possibility? Yeah, it's always a possibility they until he's, he's signed a contract. But would either of them, both of them, none of them, be alerted? What do you think? I think I think both would be alerted to you know a twenty three year old on the fringes of the Scotland team on a free transfer. I think you, you have to be. You wonder if Celtic bring in Kobayashi if they mm. if they consider themselves to be full up in that department. Mm-hmm. But uh, at Rangers, Jens is only on loan. Yeah, yeah. Would you would you sell him in January, Derek, or would you keep him to the end of the season and let him go on a free? I would let him go at the end of the season and try and keep a hold him to the end of the season. Then let him go in a because I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but he's going to be worth maybe two or three million. If it is that. Not the, not, he, not the January window. I mean, when you've got six months to go on your contract, no one's going to pay that kind of money for you. I think, yeah, probably you probably get quarter of a million half a million pounds but I think the sell-on's the important thing with him yeah. that's the only thing that I think from a business point of view you know forgetting about the football side of it the club might say you know if he goes on the free especially down to England then there's well, going to be no sell-on for them surely well let's go back to the, the other side of it then the fact that Hibs have made this this statement mm-hmm. you know it's been announced that he won't sign a contract you can correct me if I'm wrong I just don't feel like I see that very often I don't feel like but you know Slightly different We're talking about Rangers players earlier But usually Everybody knows Everybody knows that it's up And then it runs down And they either sign it Or they just don't And it just kind of Remains unsaid And then they leave So Why have Hibs done that? What do you gain by doing that? And does that not suggest That they really 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 Will try and and sell him in January Rather than keep him to the end of the season? That's the You know When I read it That's the kind of thought that I've got That they will try and sell him In the January window And I think they're just alerting the, the fans that they've done their utmost to try and keep him. You know, obviously Ryan sees his future away from the football club. Um, but I think when you release that sort of statement at this sort of time, I think it is to say, listen, you know, anyone who does want him, you have to come in January. I'm still fast. Uh, maybe it's me just doing this job. You're more into that side of the communications than maybe fans are not that bothered, Hugh. But everybody knows that Ryan Portis is in the last yeah. bit of his contract. So I, and Marvin can then definitely correct me on this, I don't think clubs need a statement from Hibs to know that you can go and buy him just now or that his contract's running out. So I'm still not... Maybe it's just the rarity of it. Maybe it's because I don't see it very often. I'm still a bit surprised that they made that statement at the weekend. Well, my first inclination is, all right, it's clarity. Whatever your reasons were for providing the clarity, that's fair enough. But 
I'm just let my fans know Fans like Derek Listen He doesn't want to stay uh, And obviously They'll try and get some money In January Rather than no money In May um, And he The player Has decided that Now is the Optimum moment For him to go And that's what he intends doing And as Marvin says It's a football decision As well as a financial decision uh, So I don't think there's any surprise uh, I would think it would be best for all concerned If he got out in the January window Because players then Are accused of Protecting themselves between January yeah. and May if they, if they hang around Well we put a spotlight on these things don't we Marvin It's not exactly the same but you remember A pre-contract for John Suter last season So much talk about what should happen Ends up playing the Scottish Cup final Against Rangers and played brilliantly Now I know Rangers yeah. won but played very well That day Football fans can be emotional. Um, I've seen a lot of Hibs fans on Twitter saying, "Well, get him out of the team right now." Then, you know, don't 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 play him. Don't play him against Rangers on the is it the fourteenth or the fifteenth? Fifteenth. Yeah. Sorry. Um, you know, Hibs will play a lot of football between now and the end of the transfer window, and then let's say the move doesn't materialise, and he's still a Hibs player come the end of the season. Yeah. What impact does this statement have? I mean, as as long as he's there, you play him first and foremost. You know, kind of covering that question. Um, but I think Hibs are trying to start almost a bidding more for teams that are interested. I think if Ryan Portress is a free in May, there's probably, I don't know, say 15 clubs interested in him. But there might be three or four that are sniffing around now. And they want to alert every single one of them that, listen, if you want to come for him, he has told us he's leaving a football club. And if you want to come in January, you know, teams start bidding against each other. And that's how you get the most amount of money. You can't, I don't think any club, you know, outside probably Celtic and Rangers could afford to lose Ryan Portress for, for nothing. You mm-hmm. know, I, I really don't think you can. So you think both Celtic and Rangers would at least take a look? I think you have to. I think you definitely have to. And they, they probably, listen, they'll both have scouting reports on him. They've both played against him more than enough times. But I think at 23 years of age, you know, I think you have to be interested in him. You have to. And I know, as Hugh said earlier, Celtic have already made a sign-in in January for a centre-half. But it might be that, you know, they sign him on a pre-contract in January and get him in May. You know, but I think you definitely have to have a look at it. Thank you, Derek. 01419511025. If you want a history lesson, maybe we can do a bit of that. Uh, but we'll tie it in with some comments made by the Scottish FA's Chief Executive Ian Maxwell today. Uh, he's been speaking on the 150th anniversary of the first ever international game. If you're watching the World Cup, I know we're not there, but they've all got us to thank. Scotland against England on this day, 150 years ago, the first ever international game. There's been a nice event uh, down there at the venue of that game today. Ian Maxwell spoke about that, and he also said that he thinks VAR's been very successful so far. I wonder how you feel about those comments. Pick up the phone and let us know. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Marvin Bartley here You've got 01419511025 to get in touch Or you can tweet them your kindest regards Your mild criticisms Or your Spotify wrapped Hugh Keevans has learned a new term uh, tonight I've got the rhinestone cowboy beside me And now it's Spotify wrapped What's happening? It is is quite an eye-opening day When I just It's humbling to appreciate how often uh, Many of you spend listening to our nonsense So it's much appreciated And never taken for granted So thank you uh, once again, we've got a full-time teaser sent in by Jerry. Full-time at Clyde1.com is the email. Uh, fairly simple for you, a non-World Cup one for a wee change. He says, since 2015, 11 Celtic players have had the same initial for their first and second name. So there we go. Since 2015, 11 Celtic players have had the same initial for their first and second name. Oh. 
Um. Right, come oh, on. Are you serious uh, right now? Carl Vickers? No. Yeah, because yeah, he's double barreled last night. Right? I mean, someone's going to say that technically that's incorrect, right? But just in, in, in the way that. That J- uh, there's another one that's kind of bothering me a bit, but in the way J- he's on Jerry's list, that's what we okay. need to know. Carter Vickers, well done, Cameron Carter yep. Vickers. So, join in here. Any more? You? I mean, there are some fairly easy slash recent ones slash current ones. <clears throat> oh, Barisic. Oh, yeah, he plays for Celtic, doesn't he? Oh, is it oh, oh, Celtic? Oh, sorry, Scott Sinclair. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Any more Marvin? Nope Put that on the record Marvin Barkley said Borna Barisic Put that on the That's record That's a golden GL answer that one I can think of someone I, I can picture him He's a winger Did he play against him in the Champions League Not too long ago? Honestly you're overcomplicating this Just start with the current team No Like Very Prominent members of the current team And work your way backwards from there um. Right One of them Hates hitting penalties against your team. Georgios Giacomakis. Georgios Giacomakis. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> this is going to be a long. Oh, you're telling me. This. Thanks to Jerry for sending the question. And by the Jerry. way, to full time at Clyde1.com. That's three down, eight to go. We could be here until next year's Spotify wrapped <laughs> day. Unbelievable. Uh, now, I did say a bit of a history lesson for you. Don't turn off. We'll make it, we'll make it interesting. Don't think it's one of these. Uh, boring ones I did think it was Quite a significant day And uh, there's some Interesting comments On VAR From Scottish FA Chief Exec Ian Maxwell As well Who's been talking about The um, Implementation of it And how it's gone So far But it is uh, An important day In the footballing calendar No Hugh Keevans Wasn't there I, I can hear all those jokes um, But it is 150 years to the day Since Scotland's First ever International football match A nil-nil draw how oh. fitting as well At the west of Scotland Cricket do- uh, cricket ground Which is not too far from here no. um, And Of course that was the first of, of many uh, Games we've played against England over the years But that was the start That was the, the birth of International football So it was a big event for the Scottish FA today And uh, here's Ian Maxwell talking at that event this afternoon it's a hugely significant anniversary in world football, let alone Scottish football. I think it's fair to say it's a well-kept secret. I don't think many football fans in this country will understand or appreciate the significant impact that Scot- Scottish football and Scots have had on the, the development of the game as we know it. And it's important that we recognise anniversaries such as this and try and spread that message as far and wide as possible. It, you know, I would encourage anyone that can can get down to the museum at Hamden and take part in one of the tours and, and get a real deeper understanding of the part that we've played in the game because it is hugely significant and something that we're very proud of. I should be proud of it, Hugh. I said yeah. tongue in cheek earlier. I mean, what a way to market that everyone else is off at the World Cup and we've just got our own little party at home. But I've been proud of that. Great place, great place to go. You can get steeped in the culture of our game, um, the memorable moments, the the first that have been achieved. Uh, like Celtic win the European Cup in 1967 and uh, there's a for me I'm always tickled by the old Hamden press box originally Marvin there's a slanted roof and the press box was on this slanted roof and you'd they'd have a little bit at the back in the primitive days when you were phoning in your copy and they'd a, li- they'd a little window in the telephone box there so that you could still see the game while you were phoning your copy <laughs> I, I did this 
I was wow. part of them yeah, It's St Andrews Day 1872 Marvin So I was going to give you the teaser tonight Because they've actually put out the, the team from that day It was to see oh. if you could name it The Scotland team I must admit I've learned something new today I hadn't heard some of these names There's a David Wotherspoon in the team I don't suppose it's any any relation uh, Or the same one um, The majority of the squad all coming from Queen's Park Such was uh, the case at the time uh, With representatives hailing from Granville and South Norwood Wherever that may be Is that, is that England, London area? No? Anyone going to educate me? Marvin, I was looking no at idea. you there but no, no idea You're too busy thinking about Georgius Giacomakis and uh, all the rest of it So um, Yeah just a bit of an event To mark that today I think that The comments that maybe Have been Jumped upon For The current audience The modern audience Would be This from Ian Maxwell Because He spoke publicly For the first time I think since VR Was implemented And he Says it's doing What it's Supposed to do That's been good It's done what it, It's done what it should do In terms of The technology's worked the number of decisions has increased, the number of correct decisions has increased in line with the global standards. You know, the, we talk about it taking it from 92% correct decisions up to 98%. That's what's happened in typical Scottish football fashion. We're spending a lot of time talking about less decisions because there's always going to be that subjective element to some decisions. There's always going to be that conjecture and that debate about whether things were right or wrong. The technology's worked, the, the, you know, the clubs have invested heavily in, in the technology and infrastructure that's required, the system's good, and we're always going to have one or two decisions that people think could have been made could have been made differently, and, but that's part of VAR across across the globe, you know, we're not any, we're not any different from anybody else, you see, we've seen examples in Qatar of challenges that we've had round about handball decisions, round about penalties, you know, the challenges that VAR has and decisions and referees have are consistent across football. It's not a, a Scottish only problem by any stretch of the imagination. So from a Scottish FA perspective, you know, Val's doing what it should as far as we're concerned. He's changed his tune a bit. He was the one who said the first three months could be horrendous. I think he's also on the optimistic side of the argument because I don't think the majority of football fans would agree with him. And I refer to my learned friend David Martindale The Livingston manager Who said I don't know how games are refed anymore um, It depends Marvin Because look, Fans are always going to moan about decisions That's for sure And Ian Maxwell himself there is saying He's not going to fix everything And you're going to still have debates And if we're watching The best referees On the best stage With numerous cameras And seeing handballs given Like the one that Portugal got In their favour against Uruguay The other night Maybe it's not us Maybe it's not an us problem Maybe it's just the fact that VAR Is here whether you like it or not And And the handball rule is complex That's one word for it Yeah You know It's a footballing problem isn't it In terms of the handball Um, You know it's so so difficult And like you said you know You're seeing what should be the best referees From around the world Make decisions and we're thinking You know what's going on here You know in terms of what's going on in Scotland With VAR and I said to you again Off air Um the delays don't actually feel that long when you're at the matches. Don't get me wrong, your team scores a goal and you know for five or ten seconds you're looking around thinking, oh, are they, are they reviewing anything? Has the uh, referee got his hand to his ear or anything like that? But when they do have the delay and the referee goes across to the monitor, etc., etc., it doesn't feel that long from a, you know, being a manager or a coach or you know, assistant manager or whatever it might be. Um, I think you said, is it two and a half minutes or, or something like that? I believe the average 
Check time mm-hmm. Since VR was introduced In the Scottish Premiership Has been Two and a half minutes Which When they rolled out VR They sort of They, they sort of hoped To keep it between Two, two and a half yeah. but I think they're like A few seconds over On, on the average That they'd hoped for um, So the average At the moment Is two and a half So uh, it is doing a job Isn't minutes. it You know and, and I think it has got Some decisions You know Definitely right We're speaking about The offside ones um, Which is corrected Which would have never Been corrected Without VAR um, so you know, listen. I, I actually enjoy. It. I think it it has improved the game out with the handball stuff because some of that stuff is ridiculous. But I think that's more a rule problem rather than a VAR problem. Uh, yeah, I mean, Hugh, that's human nature, and it's yeah. certainly Scottish football fan nature because the, like there there will there will have been mistakes. You you well, we don't need to go over them all. You think Michael Smith should have been penalised for a handball against well, Celtic, and many people. Many, many people agree with you uh-huh. um, In one of the most recent rounds of the fixtures I think you all really felt that Matt O'Reilly Should not have been penalised uh, for handball And there, there will be loads of examples But it, it is human nature And it is Scottish football fan nature as well Where you're going to pay more attention to them Than as Marvin says Imagine you were to reverse all the offsides That it's, that it's correctly got All the yeah. goals that stood or and otherwise wouldn't Or all the goals that Otherwise would have stood And should have been ruled out Imagine we'd reversed all of them So when, when you take the factual ones Yeah We are As you know And the reason this programme exists We are argumentative by nature Within Scottish football um, It's like the compliance officer's job We don't comply with anything We're not interested in <laughs> compliance uh, And I still Wait with bated breath For the 2nd of January Rangers versus Celtic mm. At Ibrox And we'll see what VAR does then Because it, I know what it'll do It will drive two sets of supporters mad Like we're watching right now The referee's <laughs> gone over to the monitor Which means he's probably going to give Lionel Messi a penalty Because He got he got flicked in the face By the goalkeeper's glove Yeah I mean How can he avoid doing it? Is, exactly Is that what I was going to say? How can the goalkeepers came out to Genuine attempt to win the ball This has It's come around at an interesting time Because we are now We're reflecting on VAR And how it's been implemented here And we're seeing the World Cup And as we said We can moan all we want About the number of cameras we've got Well they've got them all yeah. we, can, we can moan all we want About the part time refs we've got They've apparently got the best refs I still don't feel like we're seeing That much of a difference Look at the The handball Like I said That Uruguay Were penalised for Against uh, Portugal He's if that, if, if that ha- he has, If that happens In a Scottish Premiership Saturday And by the way This is good You're allowed to say That refs are rubbish yeah. And you're allowed to disagree And you're allowed to phone in I think what probably Muddies the waters here Is when we keep telling ourselves That you know it's, it's only us That interprets the handball This way Or it's only us That gets these things I'm watching that stage And by the way See by the letter of the law There's no way That Uruguay penalty Should have been given there, mate. No yeah, way Yeah no chance And you know We've been told In terms of the rule I know it's, it's, it's hands there But if it's a support, support in hand, hand exactly. It doesn't make your body Any bigger Then it shouldn't be given So you know His hands basically Between his legs He falls backwards And the ball hits it So how that's given And they've put the rules Out there And like you said Yet the referee Has still made a mistake And VAR but, Is still given And you, as an example Of you know The kind of referees The history was made At the Men's World Cup With the first female Referee And, and well done You know that's, that's Oh and Lionel oh. Messi Has just had a pen- That penalty saved Probably off the oh. line <laughs> At the World that, that, is, that is one of the Greatest definitions Of poetic justice wow, I've ever of seen Of all people the, the award Of the penalty Bordered on Immorality 
The keeper is allowed to raise his arm It just so happened That It hit Lionel Messi in the face There was nothing the goalkeeper could do What's he supposed to do? He's trying to save And that for me is poetic justice A scandalous decision to award the penalty in the first place And the referee All referees have got to be bigger men They're going over to these monitors And they are thinking subconsciously they think I've made a mistake here So I'll just award a penalty Or women Because that's what we were talking about before You know this is groundbreaking stuff And that, look it's good And there was a first female ref At a Men's World Cup And to be honest There shouldn't shouldn't be a debate About whether she's a female or not Who cares oh, Of course not I mean the lady but, who did but, the, the, but, the, the Was it RB Leipzig No it's the same It's the Real Madrid that, That's what yeah. I'm going on to Now I think we all watched And thought that it was a Truly terrible refereeing performance It was Look female or not I'm not, yeah. not interested in that Everyone who watched it Thought it was a terrible refereeing performance yeah. Another classic handball decision Given against Matt O'Reilly But that's a European elite referee That was in the Champions League She's now refereeing at the World Cup So I wonder if that's the bit that Ian Maxwell means about Yes you can of course be angry at decisions That's the beauty of football But some of the challenges around handball Some of the challenges around time taken And all the rest of it Are just global VAR Slash handball rule challenges And, and not exclusive to us Well I'll just look at the, the most recent thing Which we've just witnessed here The referee gave a penalty Because subconsciously he thought If they're sending me to the monitor I must have made a mistake I must have missed something And he missed it Lionel Messi saved Imagine this goes on to be his last ever World Cup I know that would be game. Yeah It wouldn't be a fitting end would it To one of the greatest to ever play the game But that's some save by the way Yeah And yeah. He, he said that's justice Because yeah. it was never a penalty no, I mean Has he missed it Or has the goalkeeper made a really good yeah. save Oh it's a good save isn't it yeah, yeah, It's a very good save Yeah uh, Right how are you two faring on this teaser We yeah. are looking for player The last What was it 11 players to play for Celtic since 2015 who have the same initials for their first and second name? You've got Cameron Carter, Vicar, Scott Sinclair, oh, and Georgius Jackie Marcus. Carlton Cole, when, when was he? No, he's at too old. No, he's there. Well done. Yeah. Who? Carlton Cole. Wow, is he there? Mm hmm. Since 2015, so uh-huh. come back a little bit. Um. Oh my, you two are hopeless at this. Well, I'm waiting for you to have his. It's not all about me. Absolutely woeful. Big guy used to wear gloves Not because he was cold Because he was the goalkeeper Oh come on How many clues am I going to need to give you? Oh Fraser Forster Oh Fraser Forster Right these Come two on are, Hugh These two are in desperate need of some thinking time um, Get your calls in If you want to talk VAR You want to talk Michael Beale You want to talk Messi World Cup Australia Whatever else is out there Now's the time Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Marvin Bartley, Hugh Keevans are here Still goalless between Poland and Argentina After Lionel Messi Missed a penalty Which was an extremely soft award Hugh We were just talking about our VAR And Ian Maxwell speaking um, And this is your top level That's the top man in the game It's the top refs All the cameras All the fancy equipment and that was given as a penalty What hope do we have? Well In that regard Ian Maxwell got it spot on This is not A Scottish problem There have been mistakes made There have been comments made For example um, Robbie Nielsen at heart Said it would be more of a, a hindrance than a help David Martindale said Didn't know how games were refed anymore But here we have the World Cup Finals and the referee, it is a non-award. It is the penalty award that never was. But he went to the screen, 
He thought he'd made a mistake And he's not man enough to say Ah, I still don't think that's a penalty He came back And in the World Cup finals He awarded it And As I say The greatest definition of poetic justice Messi missed it uh, right, how are you two getting on with this teaser then? Because you two are missing quite a bit on this We're looking we're for Since 2015, 11 Celtic players have the same initial for their first and second name uh, You've got Cameron Carter, Vickers, Scott Sinclair, Georgius Giacomakis, Carlton Cole and Fraser Foster We're going a full back each year I'm going bolly, ball and golly Okay, well done Juranovic Juranovic Juranovic, well done So what's that, seven, four to get any more? I'll be an Ayeti Ayeti there we go Well done Alright three to get I think uh, Just interestingly On the subject of Kind of VAR And technology And all the rest of it And the fact that This game's on You see the ball That they're playing with Have you noticed this now That it's like An intelligent ball Hugh You you plug it in You like charge it It's got like a, Some sort of chip inside Some sort of um, techno- Technology That I don't understand I certainly am not going to ex- Try and explain it to you But that's where um, you know they can tell when the ball's kicked. You know oh. for like offsides mm-hmm. and whatever. That's how they chipped in the other night to say that Ronaldo apparently didn't, yeah. didn't touch that one. So you know we're talking about can we get more cameras for VAR? <laughs> can we get this? Can we, apparently every one of those balls is thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands of pounds. Before, one football. Before we leave Ronaldo behind, you'd chip him out the team, Marv, if he did that. I mean, not talk about team player. <laughs> me, 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 me. It's my goal. I mean. He's a, that's a striker grace. though Hugh That's a striker That's that's what they do And he, to be fair I've scored about two goals in my career I'd probably be yeah, doing the same thing let me off uh, Right let's bring in John Who's on the line I think John's got some World Cup thoughts But with a bit of a Scottish lens John Hi guys How's you Marv Good I, right. uh, Can I just make a wee point Hugh First of all I make my point I've spoke to you before It's uh, about a wee boy For Cope Bridge Mark Sparky McCone wee boy's unbeaten And he's, he's defending His Celtic title Next the 10th On Belfast just good luck to Mark with his well, a squad he's going over. Just to give him a good I know you like the box. He's a good friend of Ricky, sure a pal of yours. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, my, my point for you tonight is uh, I've got a couple of points. Uh, I've tried going last night, we went about Carl McGregor, but the first one is uh, I've watched uh, Riley McGree. I've not watched a lot of the World Cup to be truthful with you, but I've watched this boy and obviously it's one that got away. But this guy to me has been the best player apart from the France game and Australia's two games. He's been really impressive. You think Ange would explore the avenue you going down for him again, sure? I don't think Ange Postacoglu is the kind of man who would say, well, I won't speak to him again. He turned us down. Uh, he's too big a character for that, Ange Postacoglu. But um, Celtic are well covered in that department. However, you never, you never know who's going out in January because if Celtic get tempted by big money, Ange is already on record of saying people will go. Mm. So... It's like Aaron Moy Aaron Moy's had a He's had a, a good World a, Cup yeah, hasn't he? He must come back to Celtic Feeling so much better about himself He arrived in Scotland Not fit Hadn't played for a while And Could look sluggish in games And now he's come back from the World Cup Thinking I did well there So Riley McGree mm. would come into that category But the, the problem you have John Is that Everyone else can see how well Riley McGree's done So Celtic wouldn't exactly go in unopposed if they want to go in And the crazy thing about it Marvin is Just with the, the food chain and the finances Even in the English Championship Riley McGree right now has three years left in his Middlesbrough contract It was a three and a half year deal He's just played at the World Cup And I, I know I, I, I can understand John and others thinking Well you know Celtic are bigger than Middlesbrough And, and fine And they are but You're probably t- You're looking at a 
multiple millions of pounds really to, to sign a player like that. Well, that's the first thing I thought as soon as John, you know, mentioned him and you know going back in for him. You know, the price tag on that player now is going to be so so high. And Gordon makes all the points there about being at the World Cup, length of contract. He was doing extremely well with Middlesbrough as well prior to this World Cup. So I think it's one of those that you know it's probably going to cost too much for me. You know, the current form he's on. You know, for Celtic to then look at him regardless of who they sell. I think Aaron Moy comes back a, a better player, a better man for his World Cup experiences, John? Uh, he's, he's, I've been very impressed with Aaron Moy too, as I said. As you said, he came in and wasn't fully fit, but he's come on to a game and played well in the World Cup. But my other point, Sean Marvin, was uh, obviously, we've gone reading the reports that Carl McGregor is going to be fit when it starts up again. Do you think Carl will go straight back into the team, Hugh and Marvin? Yeah, I think he will. Um, not just because he's the club captain. But I think it'd be better to understand mm. what an influence McGregor has on everyone. McGregor, so you've, you've just presumably dropped Aaron Moy then. Well, after his world, his successful World Cup, <laughs> no one's an automatic pick. Mm, unless you're Callum McGregor. McGregor. <laughs> uh, but you know, the, since Scott Brown left, Callum McGregor has been an inspirational figure for Celtic. And uh, um, again, it will depend. The players have been away. They've been to Australia. Maybe the, the the Japanese boys have gone back to Japan for a break, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You you need to see how everyone looks when you get back, and you've got a very interesting game Aberdeen away to begin with. So if McGregor looks the part, he'll be in, and if there are any reservations, Ange won't put them in. Aaron Moy would be seen as a better replacement now though Marvin than, than he was at the start of the McGregor injury after this World Cup yeah I was surprised when you know it seemed like a few people again social media but were writing him off and you know obviously being out to China I think it was to play so it, listen, his fitness and whatever else wasn't where it should have been but he's a top quality player he really really is a good player and you're seeing it now as you said you know he, he got better as he went on with Celtic he's, he's now doing well at the World Cup comes back like you said in better form he comes back fitter but for me Callum McGregor starts every day of the week if he's fit he's the first name on the team sheet for me if I'm a Celtic manager because for me he's that good Thank you John we'll leave it there then goalless half time between Poland and Argentina that messy penalty a really soft award and he saw his spot kick saved uh, in the end and well done to Australia we'll end on that note because it's a fantastic achievement we've mentioned Aaron Moy and Harry Souter who was born here he's played a real key role John's brother of course Jason Cummings born here he's even been capped for Scotland um, he was an unused sub but certainly part of the squad Kai Rowles Betch of Dundee United we even had Jackson Irvin guys like that who used to play here um, and various others on the bench so it was a brilliant achievement for them getting through how are you two faring we need a couple more Celtic players uh, whose first name and second name begin with the same letter Clues oh no you don't Is it three to get? Is that what we yeah, said? Yeah three to get Okay um, In terms of Where they are in the footballing world This guy would be The best player that's played for Celtic In the last pff, Take your pick 20, 30 years I don't know Seriously The best player? Yeah In terms of what he's gone on to do I'm not saying he was the best at Celtic and he mm -hmm. wasn't there for that long. What's going on to achieve? Talking English Premier League winner, Champions <laughs> League winner, playing at the World Cup. Yeah. Oh my word, you two are horrendous. <laughs> uh, have you, maybe you've never heard of Virgil van Dijk. Oh. oh. 
big value. Yeah. Uh, who was the goalie that Brendan Rodgers thought he could bring in to replace Craig Gordon, but it didn't quite work out? That was. Oh my goodness, you two Come are on, Hugh. Oh, miles off at Took Doris off at de Vries. Doris oh, yeah. de Vries. And add in Stefan Skepovic and get yourself up the road. Rubbish. <laughs> Thank you, That's Hugh Keevens and Marvin Bartley. <laughs> Callum Gallagher is up next. And uh, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL will be back at six o'clock tomorrow.